0: I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Moms. Welcome back to another episode. And today's episode is going to be about gaining muscle and what it takes. And I'm going to really kind of break down what is the process of how muscle is gained and really show you how muscle is really not built just in the gym. So we have this, you know, of course, we kind of signify like, um, or connect us going to the gym, lifting weights. And that's whenever we're building muscle. But really that is just the beginning. And what matters the most is the other hours that what you're doing outside of the gym, the other, you know, 23 hours of the day, everything that's going on. And I really mean the other 23 hours of the day because even what you're doing as far as sleep can impact your muscle gains. And so if you're somebody that's listening to this too and you're thinking, okay, Jessica, that's great, but I'm not really focused on gaining muscle. Maybe right now you're just like, I just really want to focus on fat loss. Let me remind you how important it is to make maintain muscle and how it would even make your fat loss better if you were to focus on even trying to gain muscle as you're losing fat. So the more muscle you have, the higher your metabolism. So this is something that really, when women are trying to lose weight, I see this as a really Oh, gosh, I don't know how to exp- how to say it any- anyway any way, but this is a really big mistake that women will do is they're just like, I don't care about where the fat loss comes from. I just want that scale to go down. I just want to lose weight and I don't care where it comes from. But what happens is a lot of the times because they go about it that way, they don't try to maintain muscle or gain it while they're losing fat their metabolism drops significantly. And so what does that mean? Is that means that they have let the it means that their body is only using, is using less calories, okay, to to survive, to, that's just your metabolism, just to remind you guys, it's just the amount of calories your body needs to function, that doesn't include exercise and activity, so if that is going down, guess what, weight loss is going, or fat loss, is going to get harder and harder, because you're gonna have to keep consuming less and less calories to get the same effect, so it's really important, we wanna try to maintain muscle, as we're losing weight in order to keep our metabolism higher, right? And that's a very, very healthy way to go about weight loss. This is actually going to ensure that you're going to keep the weight off, okay? We're not going to get our body into these really low metabolism, okay? And that really is what happens. And then women plateau, even though they're eating, you know, a thousand, twelve hundred calories, they eventually plateau because their metabolism drops down to that base level. And they're like, okay, what do I do? I'm eating, I'm barely eating any food and I'm not losing weight anymore. And it's because they have, that is what a plateau is. That's what a lot of us see with weight, um, especially, well, me, nutrition coach, I see that a lot, okay? And so I just want to kind of give that little caveat as we go in, you know, you might be thinking, oh, I don't want to work on gaining muscle, but these same things that I'm going to share with you are going to help you to even maintain muscle as you're losing weight. So it's, it's, (laughs) gosh, I cannot talk today. It's critical if you want to lose weight in a healthy way as well. Okay. So this is something for all women. I think if you are looking to try to transform your body and I'm sorry, guys, I can hear it in the background. My kids are going crazy. They're playing with the dogs in the kitchen. So we'll try, hopefully that is not too distracting at this time. Um, all right. So I really thought this would be a good topic because I am back now in the gym Um, I live in Texas luckily I live in a small community where COVID hasn't really affected us so we are in full swing at the gym I am back at the gym I am training women in person and this is coming up and this is a big reminder of how much women struggle it's one thing to take an hour out of your day it's another thing to uh, focus on what you do outside of the gym Okay. So it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more. Um, and, but I see it time and time again, that what women are doing outside of the gym, outside of their workouts. So even if you work out at home, this applies to you as well. Those are the things that are keeping them from not seeing progress. And it's as a coach, when I see this with women too, it's, it's disheartening because I see how hard they work with me. I see how hard they work in the gym. And then they're not seeing the progress they deserve from the effort they're putting in their workouts because of what they're doing outside the gym. So this is why this episode I called it Muscle is Not Built in the Gym. So that's what I'm titling this. And, um, you know, I want to also say that it is important um, what you do in the gym, right? So let's, let's explain what's going on. So when you're in the gym and you're doing, or at home and you're doing your weight training session, you are sending the signal. You're sending the signal for the muscle building process to start, but it's what you do the other 24 hours a day that dictate what will happen with that signal. So yes, it's important to send the right signal, right? So we're working out in the right way, but that's for another podcast. We're not going to talk about that. That's another podcast for another day. What we're going to talk about today is how you make sure you get the most out of your workouts when it comes to building muscle and losing fat. So you know, what essentially that is, is transforming your body, right? So let's first talk about where the muscle building really happens. And this is through a process called protein synthesis. So I'm going to try to break this down for you guys. And I'm trying to make this um, a course. I always want to throw in some science and some reasoning why I don't want to always just come on here and be like, this is what you should do. And this is what you should do. I want to explain to you why. So, you know why you're doing something. Not only that is you can apply it better to you when you understand why something is why I'm suggesting something to you. So protein, let's just start with protein. So protein is the building blocks of muscles and protein. Protein synthesis is the process of building new protein. So I'm gonna say that one more time. That's really, you need to understand that for first for us to go forward. So protein is the building block of your muscles, okay? The process protein synthesis is the building of new protein. So essentially it's building, so protein synthesis is, is the process of building more muscle, Okay. So think of, I want you to think of your muscle as a wall. Okay. And so imagine, close your eyes if you have to, unless you're driving, don't do that. (laughs) Imagine a brick wall and this is your muscle wall and each brick is a protein. Okay. Protein synthesis is the process of adding a new brick to that muscle wall. So what happens when you add more bricks to something, it gets bigger, right? So protein synthesis is adding those bricks essentially. So that means aka building more muscle, right? But not only that is you can add bricks to the wall, but you can also remove bricks as well. And this process is called muscle protein breakdown. So you know, it, it, so th- so imagine, like I said, imagine that wall, right? So you can either remove, bri- you can either add bricks, right, through protein synthesis, or you can remove the bricks by muscle protein breakdown. And your body throughout the day is going back and forth between this building up and breaking down of this muscle wall, and it's your net worth at the end of the day that ter- determines your final outcome. So if protein synthesis exceeds protein breakdown, you grow muscle. But if your protein breakdown exceeds your protein synthesis, then your muscles break down. Your muscles shrink, okay? So this is, it it goes either way. So we really want at the end of the day for protein synthesis to exceed protein breakdown and that is going to equal building muscle if you are just trying if you're really focusing on fat loss you really want those to be equal at the end of the day at least so you can maintain your muscle you don't want to be breaking down muscle as you are losing um uh losing weight so that's gosh, that's a total different topic. I think I might've done some uh, podcast episodes on that already, but it's really, really crucial that you don't wanna lose muscle mass as you're, or you want to really maintain as much as you can. Um, now that just depends on different people. Now I'm, I'm trying not to go on a tangent, but if you are somebody that has a lot of muscle and you have a lot of fat, you maybe might be able to lose some muscle mass as long as with the fat. But for most women I see, we most women don't have, don't have muscle mass to lose as they're losing weight, okay? So it's really important to try to maintain that. So let's go on. Um, You can also think of this, another good analogy um, is to think of it like a muscle bank account. So when you do things that create protein synthesis, you make a deposit into your muscle bank. If you do things that create protein breakdown, then you withdraw from that muscle bank, okay? And so... At the end of the day, your account, your muscle bank account, right? If you keep withdrawing, you're going to be in the negative. So that means you're losing muscle. But if you're depositing and you're you're do, you're focusing on increasing your your protein synthesis, well, guess what? Your bank account is you have money, you have muscle, right? You're you're getting muscle. So that's another way to kind of think about it to make for it to make sense. So today I am really going to be talking to you guys about how you can add bricks to your muscle wall, or in other words, how you can make deposits into your gains bank. Okay. Yeah, that was really cheesy, but you get the point guys. So, um, we're going to be talking about four areas, um, four areas that are going to are very important for protein synthesis these four areas don't even have to do anything with the workout okay so this is like stuff like I said this is the stuff you do outside of the gym yes it's important what you do in your workouts but you're you're Your progress is only as good as your recovery. So if you're not recovering correctly outside of the gym, guess what? You're just wasted effort at the gym. Of course, if you enjoy working out, great. But you could actually be doing more harm than good if you're not recovering properly outside of the gym. So first thing foremost I want to talk about is nutrition. And nutrition is you can't get away from it, guys. (laughs) You can't get away from it. Um, Like I tell some of my clients, so... A lot of the times, this is the problem I see with a lot of women that I work with is they're just, they're not eating enough food, okay? Um, It's really crazy. I would think whenever I was, um, whenever I became a nutritionist, I thought majority of women I work with are going to be overeating. And I've over time have noticed it's actually there's more women that they're under eating, okay? Even women that are really overweight, um, it's and it has to do with their metabolism. So, nutrition-wise, these are the key things that you need to focus on if you want to build muscle outside the gym. If you want to increase your recovery right so once again protein synthesis think of protein synthesis building muscle think of it as your recovery okay because you are essentially breaking down your muscle you're causing damage to those muscles and if we are not recovering properly outside of the gym because think about this not only does your body have to repair that tissue that tissue damage then you want it to also be able to increase your protein right increase that muscle mass so you got to think about that too. It's not just, it's not just building muscle. It's also recovering from the damage that you created from that workout. So it's very important. Um, some things we need to think about when it comes to nutrition, the biggest things, I'm going to try to keep this, I'm going to, you know, talk about things, but I also want to give you for each of these, I want to give you takeaways on what you need to focus on. So that way you have something actionable that you can take out of outside of this podcast. So for one, we need to be protein is essential, guys. You need to be eating enough protein. And I can tell you as a nutritionist, most women I see are only eating half of what they need, protein goals, uh, protein for their goals, okay? So we need to be eating protein. We need to aim to eat at least 20 grams of protein with all our meals, even our snacks, okay? I know it sounds like a lot, If you want to know how much exact protein you need, I did a podcast episode all about protein. I think I called it Protein 101. I break down how much protein you need for your goals, for for you, it's different for everybody. Um, And then also really easy, actionable, like realistic ways on how you can get that protein in a day. Because when I tell women how much protein they need, they look at me like deer in headlights, like how the hell do I eat that much? Especially when I show them that they are, only eating about half that right now. So, um, quick, really quick example, or a really quick takeaway for that is. If you are 130 pounds, then you want to try to eat 130 grams of protein. So it's really the key uh, is one gram of protein per pound of lean body weight. So of course, if you are somebody that has a lot of weight to lose, then I just tell people, okay, well then aim to eat your ideal weight in grams of protein a day. So if you're 200 pounds, your ideal weight, body weight is 150, then aim to eat 150 grams. Um, Now, for somebody that is trying to lose a lot of weight, then um, higher protein. Uh, So I try not to go into too many details, but go listen to that protein podcast. I did talk a lot about it. I try. This is where I've told you guys I try to give a lot of generalities because um, it is it can be different for different people depending on um, where they're at what their goals are or things like that. But that's a, just a good general rule is one gram of protein per per, per pound of lean body, body weight. So, and then you break that down and you want to aim for 20 grams, around 20 grams of protein in each of your meals, okay? Um, and also consuming 20 grams of protein before bedtime. So, Um, dinner, of course would be a good ideal, but if you are somebody that eats dinner and then, you know, you don't go to sleep for another three or four hours, maybe you want to think about having a protein shake right before bed, especially if you're somebody that is a hard gainer, you're having a hard time gaining muscle, definitely would recommend protein shake before bed. Um, Another thing is you need to be eating at least your maintenance calories, okay? Um, Also, this is a big misconception that we need to eat tons more calories in order to gain muscle because we're AK bulking. And that's more of a guy thing. I don't really see that with women. But really, honestly, eating 200 calories over your maintenance is really all you need um, a day to increase, uh, to put you in a state for increasing muscle mass. Now, of course you got to take in account activity levels and things like that. So, Uh, maintenance calories, it's going to be different for, for, um, it's going to be different for everybody. So it doesn't make any sense for me to tell you like, Oh, you need to eat this many calories. Like that's going to be different for everybody. So if you are following somebody like a train, like a online coach, um, and they're like saying you need to eat exactly this many amount of calories and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's just general blanket statement. Like just unfollow them right now because it's going to be different for everybody based on their goals, activity levels, things like that. But for you, really need to be aiming to eat your maintenance, if not 200 calories over that maintenance. If you're somebody that's already at a really comfortable body fat percentage, then I would recommend eating over to uh, eating 200 calories plus your maintenance, okay, a day. Um, let's see. Look at my notes. So, also. Is really important to be eating enough carbs To fuel your workouts This is something I've talked about in the past I think I've done episodes I did an episode just on carbs Um, I'm probably going to try to link up some of these episodes in the show notes because I think they're very helpful for what I'm talking about. That goes in way more detail about, like, for example, if you're somebody that's carb phobic and you're trying to gain muscle, you're going to have to get over that. Okay, so I am not here to dog low carb, uh, low calorie, I mean, low carb um, diets or keto or anything that they have their place. I have friends that have had great success on diets like that. Um, If somebody, is actually really overweight or insulin sensitive keto diet can be great but if you are somebody that's trying to gain muscle if you're somebody that's already at a decent body um a you know a good body fat percentage you're not overweight you need carbs, okay? You need carbs. You need them to fuel your workout and you also need them because you do not want to be tapping into muscle or protein for fuel. So that's what carbs do for us. They're they're protein sparing. So we want to make sure that we are, you know, eating carbs so when we come into our workouts, we are using carbs as energy and we're not using our muscle for energy, and we're not using protein because we need that protein for protein synthesis, right? So, as I just explained to you guys, protein is essential for protein synthesis. You cannot get away from um, eating low protein and expect to gain muscle, okay? Um, so, it's really important that we have carbs to spare protein to be used, so the protein can be used for protein synthesis. And not only that, is we have energy for our workouts, because what we do, the effort we put into our workouts is what starts this whole muscle building process, this protein synthesis signal, okay? So just to give you um, some context into that, is when you do a strength training session, um, your metabolism is raised for up to 48 hours afterwards. And during that time, you start protein synthesis, okay? So this is all the repair. This is why you you actually are burning more calories during a strength training session than a cardio session because once a cardio session is done, the calorie burning stops. Strength training sessions, lifting weights, um, that high-intensity exercise, you're burning calories and you're um, you're using energy, up to 48 hours afterwards, your metabolism is higher because there is a lot of repairing that your body has to do from that intense exercise, and part of that process is protein synthesis. So we, we need to make sure we have enough protein, Then we need to make sure we have enough calories to to assist our body in that whole repairing process, right? And then the protein synthesis, because part of protein synthesis is, is not just building muscle, this is repairing your muscle. So like I said, you, you got to first repair the muscle and then we're gonna build it up stronger. So that's the whole part of the muscle recovery, okay? Into building muscle. All right, so we talked about nutrition. I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys key takeaways at the end of the episode. So don't worry if, because I did give you a lot of information, don't worry, you have to like, okay, I'm gonna have to you know, rewind and re-listen to this. Just chill out and hang tight. And at the end of the episode, I'll go over all the key takeaways for each four of these areas that we're gonna talk about today. So next area is stress. So stress is really important part of, uh, protein synthesis. Okay. It, and the, in the fact that we want to reduce stress. So I want to remind you guys that dieting, if you're not eating enough food, that's a stressor on your body, the extra exercise alone, that's a stressor on your body, um, And then on top of that, we have all kinds of other stressors, okay? Lack of sleep is another stressor. So when your body is really, is just chronically stressed out, then, um, or when it's stressed out, let me just explain this, it releases, you release a hormone called cortisol. So cortisol is what we call our stress hormone and it hinders protein synthesis and it can decrease testosterone, human growth hormone, and it actually increases the breakdown of tissue. And I know you guys heard me say decreases testosterone. And we all think that testosterone is an important hormone just for men. It's important for women as well. And it's important for us for muscle growth. So we do produce testosterone. We just don't produce it to the extent that men do, but that doesn't mean that it's any less important for us, especially when we're trying to grow muscle. So um, you do want to make sure that you're, you know, not so stressed out where you're decreasing these hormones that are actually helping to grow muscle. So that includes your testosterone, your hum- human growth hormones. Those things help in um, protein synthesis and building muscle. So stress actually, it decreases that. And we don't want that. Okay. Um, and also cortisol, So cortisol, which is released by the adrenal glands under conditions of high mental stress and physical stress and high temperature is the body's primary catabolic hormone. So what does catabolic mean? It just means breaking down. OK, so it's a it's a, your body's primary breaking down hormone and high levels of cortisol can actually also impair immunity, reduce glucose utilization and can even contribute to belly fat gain. OK, so it's really important that we create as le, or we manage our stress as well as we can. So managing stress, getting enough sleep reducing caffeine caffeine like uh, over consuming caffeine it it releases cortisol and and we can um reduce cortisol by not overdoing caffeine um personally i stopped um i really have cut back on caffeine in the past couple of weeks it sucks the withdrawal (laughs) period but it's I feel way better and I have more energy and I did it mostly because um, I was reading how much it can mess with women's hormones and I'm really trying to optimize my hormones right now. So that's why I gave it up. And I really recommend if you're somebody that is like addicted to caffeine, that try getting off of it like I have way more energy and if you know that you're addicted to caffeine this is how you know when you drink a cup of coffee and you can take a nap afterwards that and it's not doing anything for you anymore you are probably addicted to caffeine so Anyways, that's just food for thought. Another thing is stress management. So are you managing your mental state, you know, um, meditation, journaling, things like that, going for a walk, having this de- decompressing t- bedtime routine where you like, you know, de-stress for the day. Those kinds of things are really important. Also nutrition, remember nutrition is a stress. If you're not getting enough nutrition, that's a stress on your body too. So, you know, really think about I want this is what I tell clients is think about you have think like you have a stress bucket. So, you have this bucket, imagine a bucket. And all the things that cause stress you're filling up this stress bucket. And if, if you keep putting all these stressors in the bucket, guess what happens to the bucket eventually. It overflows. That's when things go bad, okay? We don't want to overflow our stress bucket. So just always think about that. There's all these things, you know, and we want to um, make sure we level off, we keep that stress level down. So another so for example, for me, um in, in order not to overflow my stress bucket, if I don't get enough sleep guys, or I'm feeling sick, I'm not gonna work out. Okay, because stress, especially in the intensity that I try to bring my exercise, is a stressor, okay? So if I don't get enough sleep, I'm not. My body is not a state to handle that extra stress. Does that make sense? So I want you to kind of think about how stress relates to to you and how much you have. So it doesn't make. So if you're somebody that's really stressed out and all these things are not taken care of that I talked about with stress, then guess what? Your body is in a catabolic state, a breaking down state. Okay, remember protein synthesis is a anabolic state it's a building up state okay so next to the third thing i want to talk to you guys is about sleep so sleep is a time to repair muscles as you sleep your pituitary gland releases growth hormones which in turn stimulates your body to produce insulin-like growth factor hormones which are essential for muscle repair when your body works hard on turning protein from your diet into amino acids, so it's taking that protein and breaking it down to help with um, protein synthesis, the insulin-like growth factor pushes carbs into your muscle cells and it's giving them energy to use those amino acids to create new cells and repair broken down tissue. All that's happening while you sleep. So if you're not getting enough sleep, guess what? You are not allowing that process to happen. You are hindering your muscle growth, okay? Okay and the next thing is energy you need energy right like sleep gives us energy and if you're not getting enough sleep how i think about how this going to affect your workouts right so remember workouts are important what we do in the workout because that's sending the signal for all of this to start okay so we want to get send the right signal and if we are tired we don't have energy you're not going to be able to do that well in your workouts okay and also a lack of sleep increases cortisol stress hormone. So I just explained to you guys why stress creates an anabolic state, right? Stress breaks down muscle. So lack of sleep is only increasing, it's only f- helping to fill up your stress bucket even more and we don't want that, <laughs> right? So we can alleviate some of that stress bucket by just simply getting enough sleep at night. And that could be seven to nine hours of sleep. It depends. Some people you know, need a little less, a little more. But I want you to think about this because I hear this a lot from people. I get a lot of pushback over the sleep thing. Um, people like, oh yeah, I know I need to sleep more. But then they don't really take it. They don't really realize how serious it is and they don't take it that seriously. It's essential. Sleep is essential. So think of it as just important to your recovery as what you put in your mouth because it's probably just as important. Because even if you're eating well, but you're not getting enough sleep, guess what? You're still back in that same position of, you're not in a good position to be gaining muscle. Um, what I was trying to get at is some women have told me, well, I, I get four or five hours of sleep and I feel good. Like I have energy. Like I, and, this is the thing, guys. If you feel like that, you have just over time learned to manage, right? That's your new norm. By no means does that mean, it's your optimize, is, is it optimized, right? Or the best thing for you, just because you're functioning at four or five hours of sleep, doesn't mean that it's not doing any harm to you. It doesn't mean that you can't be doing better by getting more sleep. And I want you to really think about that. And the first step is creating a really good bedtime routine, having a set time a set routine of what you do before bed and trying to get to to bed before midnight because your most restorative sleep is done before midnight okay so trying to have a really good bed routine helps with um, the whole sleep thing you there's tons of good stuff out there on like how to get better sleep Um, one thing I would suggest a couple of like key things is screen time so blue light from like your phone a TV um, computer those kinds of things keep your brain active keep you up Another thing is making sure the temperature is down. Uh, lower temperatures help us to relax and sleep better. Also, um, light in the room, like any little light. Like you really want to black out your room if possible in order to sleep. Those are just some really good things that can help you out. Also, if you're somebody whose mind races a lot before sleep, try some sleep meditation. There's some really good ones on YouTube. Just type in sleep meditation. A lot of good options will pop up. Other things are journaling. Journaling. Or if you're somebody like that sits in your bed and thinks about everything you have to do the next day, then I suggest what would really help you out is keeping a tr- like writing all that down before you go to sleep. All the things you have to do the next day, write it down so you have it down. So you don't have to sit there and think, oh, I need to remember this. Oh, I need to remember that. Like you already got it out. So those are just some little ideas, some things to think about to improve your sleep. The last thing that I want to talk about, so remember we talked about four things, is mobility okay so this is like actual physical muscle recovery um so not just mobility but i'm gonna say like stretching and foam rolling is what i'm really getting at doing things that are going to help physically to recover your muscles um other things could be excuse me like magnesium so like a magnesium bath okay um epsom salts but really foam rolling and stretching game changer if you don't do them and I really suggest if you work out hard, you start doing them now or you're going to be hurting later. And what I mean by that is you're going to have knots and you're possibly going to have back pain and issues like that. I know because I'm dealing with it because when I was, you know, started lifting weights, gosh, when, when how old is Millie now? She is... Before I started, when she really got serious about lifting weights when she after she was born. So it's been four years now. And the first two and a half, I really didn't take care of myself as far as uh, mobility goes, as far as stretching, foam rolling. And I'm now dealing with like lower back issues, anything like that, that I'm getting taken care of now. So foam rolling. Is awesome. I suggest doing it before and after workouts, um, stretching for dynamic stretching before a workout. So that's like holding a, p- a stretch, like kind of moving through stretching positions, holding for two to three or maybe up to 10 seconds. And then more uh, static stretching after workout. So that's like holding things for longer than 30 seconds. Okay. So that's kind of just some key things as a personal trainer what I suggest. Um, Foam rolling is great. So let's explain. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to do foam rolling. There's plenty of great YouTube videos on how to do that. But let me explain to you why it's important. It helps relieve sore muscles. But not only that, but it actually helps to increase your range of motion. So what does that mean? When we work out a lot, we don't stretch, we don't foam roll, we don't take care of ourselves, our muscles get tight. Okay, so when our muscles are tight, not only does that create imbalances, not only does that pull on your spine, do all kinds of things, hence lower back pain that I had, um, it can um, decrease your range of motion. So why is that really important? Why is that important for muscle growth? So when you are going to the gym and you're exercising, all right, so, so let's use an example of a squat. Your hamstrings are tight. Okay, or something's tight, your ankles are tight. That's probably a better example too. Um, if because your calves are tight, right? And you got to realize everything's a chain reaction. So if one thing's tight, guess what? It's going to pull on something else and make that tight. And it just has this chain reaction. That's just because everything's connected in our body, right? So um, when you are something's tight because and you so you lack range of motion. So when you do that exercise, you're not getting as deep as you could in that squat. You're not doing a full range of motion. You're not taking that exercise to the full range of motion. You are not putting your muscles through a full range of motion, which means you're not activating your muscles as well as you could be, which means you're not going to get as much benefit as that exercise if you were to take it through a full range of motion. Another example um, could be, and this is probably, this isn't an example of, of muscle, um, of a mobility issue, but I think it would kind of give you a more visual idea of what this could mean. So basically, if you're not doing a full range of motion, it's like doing a half curl. So imagine somebody doing a bicep curl and they're just like doing like these little curls, right? They're not doing a full range of motion versus somebody that's, you know, going through a full range of motion through a bicep curl, they're getting way more out of that, right? So we're half-assing our reps if our mobility sucks and we can't go through a full range of motion because our muscles are tight. So mobility is really important. Not only that, it's going to help prevent injury as we are doing those exercises, okay? Also, it feels really good, guys. (laughs) It feels like you're giving yourself a body massage, So I, I really suggest having some type of mobility, um, you know, making sure for sure also before your exercises, you're dynamically stretching, you're foam rolling, you're nice and really warmed up. You're able to get full range of motion so you can get the best benefit out of your exercises, but also doing it afterwards in order to help with recovery. So like I said, foam rolling, stretching helps release sore muscles, which means guess what? We're going to be able to do better in our exercises and re-stimulate that protein synthesis again. So those are things I would, highly suggest you work on foam rolling, mobility all that um, things that work for me like I said do it before you exercise dynamic stretch um, do foam rolling before you exercise then what for what I do is part of my bedtime routine I take about 15 minutes sometimes more because like I said it feels really good to stretch areas that I know are tight for me into foam roll uh, my problem areas so I do that before bed I also do that before bed because it helps me relax it also I get um like I said I'm dealing with I've been dealing with lower back pain for a while and now I'm finally getting all that figured out um and so that just it helps relieve that a lot my uh, before bed so that helps me So those are just some ideas. So let's go ahead and let's talk about our key takeaways, right? So I promised you guys that I would go back and let's do key takeaways. So that way I really wanted you to pay attention and listen and not be worried about, oh, I have to take notes or I have to backtrack and re-listen to that. The four, so let's just go for the beginning, okay? I'm going to do a key takeaway. Let's just remember, guys, that muscle is built in your recovery, so muscle is not necessarily built in the gym. So it's important, right, that what we do outside of the gym is just as important, if not more, of what we do in the gym. So remember, protein synthesis is the process of building new proteins. It's the process of building more muscle. Protein uh, Muscle protein breakdown is the process of breaking down protein. Your body does both throughout the day. What we want is the net worth at the end of the day to equal more protein synthesis, more building up, right? More anabolic, that means building muscle. That means that you're gonna build muscle, okay? So we don't want to break down muscle. We want to build muscle through protein synthesis. The next thing is four areas that we need to focus on in order to assist protein synthesis. Nutrition, nutrition. Stress management, sleep, getting enough sleep, and mobility, right? Or stretching and foam rolling. Nutrition. You want to make sure you're eating enough protein. That is key, number one. Eating enough protein and eating enough calories. You need to be eating at least maintenance calories or 200 calories on top of maintenance calories daily. You want to be aiming to eat your body weight and grams of protein a day. You want to aim to be eating 20 grams of protein for each meal. And if your meal, your dinner time is um, not very close to bedtime, then I would suggest a protein shake before bed. You also want to be eating enough carbs to fuel your workout. So low carb, keto types, diets, those are not most beneficial for muscle growth. Those are really good for fat loss, for um, in, uh, you know, people that have insulin issues, things like that. But for women that are, don't have a lot of body, body fat to lose women that are pretty close to their ideal body weight or women that want to gain more body weight in general, those aren't for you. You need carbs. Okay. And remember, carbs are protein sparing, so they won't use proteins. That protein is going to get, we want that protein to get used for protein synthesis. So also lack of carbs mean lack of energy, right? Because carbs are a number of bodies, number one source of preferred energy, especially for intense exercise. Our body uses more carbs for intense short bursts of energy, aka lifting weights, versus um, something that's like a jog, like a marathon runner, they burn more fat. Okay. So it's different types of energy sources. You're lifting weights, you need carbs for energy. Okay. Stress. Stress is something that is catabolic. This is means breaking down. When we are stressed, we release cortisol, which hinders our protein synthesis. It decreases testosterone, human growth factor or hormone. Basically means breaking down. So we want to release stress. Remember our stress bucket, right? We want it. We don't want it to overflow. We can reduce stress by getting enough sleep, reducing caffeine, um, stress management, uh, making sure we're eating a proper nutrition that's going to help assist with recovery. All right, very important. Um, next is mobility or sleep sorry sleep we want to make sure we're getting enough sleep remember that's our time where we repair muscles this is when our growth hormones are released um this gives us energy to push harder during our workout so a lack of sleep increases also our stress hormone cortisol we don't want that uh let's aim to get seven to nine hours of sleep even if we feel like we can get five your body still needs that sleep okay Last but not least is mobility. We need to focus on mobility. Try to incorporate a really good, um, like, pre workout routine where you're doing dynamic stretching and you're foam rolling. Also, do a bedtime routine of stretching and foam rolling. Remember, better range of motion means better, uh, you're able to do the exercises through a full range of motion, you're gonna get better muscle growth from actually doing full range of motion, okay? Also, uh, it's going to help with recovery over a long term with muscles, uh, with your muscles, uh, you know, less injury, things like that as as you go along through your uh, workout you know, career or whatever you want to call it. Like if you're like me, I want to be working out when I'm 80, 90s years old. Like I have high goals. (laughs) Okay. So taking care of yourself now by doing mobility and foam rolling and stretching really means a lot. Okay. So those are the four areas to really focus on about building muscle. This podcast went a little longer. I usually try to keep them at 30 minutes. So I tried my best to get through this, really just get to what mattered the most and it took a little bit longer, but I think every minute of this podcast was packed with information and not fluff. So um this, you know, take, I really take this into consideration, really do an assessment of yourself. If you are somebody that is trying to, like I said, it's important for not only women that are trying to gain muscle, but even fat loss as well. These four areas are very important. They will also help you if you focus on these four areas for fat loss, the sleep, the stress, um, the nutrition, those are very key things also for even fat loss as well, and not just muscle growth. So there's definitely some really good takeaways in this episode if you have any more questions you guys follow me on Instagram mama's new strong hit me up message me let me know what you thought about this episode leave a review too I love to read reviews like those just make my freaking day it also lets me know that I'm on like I'm actually giving you information that you're able to use actually means something to you because I'm not here just to hear myself talk like there's I'm here to do better good and to to help you guys out so that's what matters the most and yeah so I think I covered everything I think this is a great episode so let me know if you think the same and for now go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are and I will see you in the next episode bye for now hey there mama, are you trying to figure out how to lose the last of the belly fat, but also have strong curves in all the right places with a booty that would make JLo proud? You've lost the majority of the baby weight, but now you want to take your fitness to the next level by gaining lean muscle and transforming your body. So you've Googled things like how to gain lean muscle, how to get tone, and you've tried free fitness challenges from Instagram fitness chicks, but you're still stuck and nothing seems to be working. I hear you loud and clear. I've totally been there and you could totally trial and error it like I did for a few years, but I don't want you to get so frustrated that you give up in the process altogether. So I've created this simple and right to the point guide that explains the top five fitness mistakes you are making that are keeping you stuck. These are the top five things that I continue to see sabotaging women's results. And these are the five top things that I struggled with and I had to learn to overcome when I had to take when I wanted to take my fitness to the next level. So you're gonna wanna go ahead and grab this free guide. You can go to ww.mamastrong.com forward slash five mistakes. That's www.mamasnewstrong.com slash five mistakes, because I don't want you to make these same mistakes in 2020.